The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, um, you know, a question about, or a reflection about um, when moving into a kind of an open awareness, there's so much thought and so much stuff and and that you know the part of the point of meditation for for you is um to quiet the mind so that you're not so caught by that and and so uh, one curiosity a little bit but also uncertainty perhaps about how this works or why it's valuable to actually notice what's going on in the mind um and so you know a piece about um uh, you know the, the 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 form of practice that you're referring to, where we we let go of thoughts, that is a legitimate form of meditation. It, it you know it is it is definitely valuable, especially when we are um, um, you know really caught by things, when we need a break from our lives, when we need a break from from the world. Um, when I first started meditating, it's like I was so uh, caught up in my thoughts and my world. It's like when I sat down to meditate, it's just like it was a relief to not have to go there. And, and so that is a form of meditation. It's a different form than we're, than we're exploring here. Um, and yet there are times in this form that we're exploring here, the, the form of being curious about what's happening and developing the capacity to be with that uncomfortableness you talked about. That's essentially what we're exploring is can we be with what's going on in our minds? Um, what, we, what starts to happen as we can be with our uncomfortableness? You know, that uncomfortable experience... Um, is happening a lot in our day. Those, those, and, and it's kind of often below the surface of our conscious awareness, and so it's motivating us. It's, that uncomfortable feeling is driving our response to the world, kind of without our awareness. Much of the time, that's, that's kind of how our conditioning works. We're, we're conditioned to respond in certain ways, and, um, and that... Um, uh, that's, that's how we engage with the world. And so it's, it's often, we're not so aware of that. And so as we become aware of the uncomfortableness and that we're acting in order to not feel uncomfortable, to get away from the discomfort or to try to fix something in the world so that we think that discomfort will go away. So to, to open to that discomfort and to, to learn, actually, I can be aware of discomfort and not act on it. To learn that we have that capacity to be okay that we feel uncomfortable, that creates the conditions for us to have more choice in our lives. To have more choice to not just be almost, you know, an automatic responding to, uh, automatically responding to uh, 
things in the world. It's like, you know, we've got buttons all over our body and situations happen. It's like this button gets pushed and this button gets pushed and we just respond because we, we don't have the capacity to know or recognize, oh, this, this, this conditioning is, is being triggered by the, the world. It feels to us like you made me angry or you made me do that or this situation made me. And so we have that feeling that we are just like these hapless uh, victims in the world sometimes, um, and or or just you know just responding to to try to fix and control and manipulate the world, and that uh, we're not seeing that it's it's not that people out out in the world or situations in the world have the capacity to control us. And it's really good news that that's the case. Uh, And yet it takes the capacity of mindfulness to watch the process of, oh, somebody does that, that creates reaction in the heart and mind. And because of that uncomfortableness, and you reported that, you reported recognizing it's the uncomfortableness you don't want to have. So you want to do something to get rid of the uncomfortableness. So you see that. You're seeing that. And so... The, the work right now is to begin to, for you I would say, to begin to explore a little bit at a time. Can I watch discomfort? Can I know I'm uncomfortable? Feel, and, and I would encourage you to, to notice how, how you know that discomfort in the body. You know, can, you, can you touch and is it in your throat? Is it in the stomach? You know, is it, is it, you know, it's often in this area. You know, there's a this anxiety feeling, uh, you know, there's sensation associated with it. You know, can I, can I actually meet that even for five seconds? Can I know, yep, that's uncomfortable. And then with mindfulness, knowing that discomfort, rather than acting on that discomfort, so, so here's where we, we bring in our, our wisdom. You know, if you find that meeting that discomfort, and for you it sounds pretty strong, so... Um, you know, we can easily get lost, we can get pulled into it and just, it just, you know, it just takes off those thoughts, those worries, all of that just take off. And, and a lot of our reactivity is to all of those thoughts. You know, it's like, I can't stand having all of these thoughts, I need to stop these. Um, so, you know, if we, if we try to be mindful of something very challenging, we can get pulled into the rabbit hole of it. And so we, we explore, it's like we, we, we learn, I can touch into it for like five seconds or two seconds. I can know, yep, I'm, this is what it's like to be anxious. And we can also recognize, wow, this is not an easy thing. And, uh, but rather than at that moment then responding in our habitual, or reacting in our habitual way to that anxiety or that uncomfortable feeling, seeing if we can use our mindfulness to, uh, to step away from the anxiety, kind of in the way that you've learned to do with meditation. If you have some skills in letting go of thought in meditation, use them in that moment. Not as a way to, so, so this, is, this is part of our, the delicate dance of this, not as a way to, to repress or to have an, an aversive relationship to that uncomfortable feeling, but more as an acknowledgement, a compassionate recognition. This is hard to be with. 
So let me, uh, let, let me do the things that I know that can settle the mind down right now. Maybe it's, um, you know, just paying attention to the body or the contact of the chair or, you know, what, if you've learned skills for the, um, the kind of more focused mindfulness that work for you to let go of thought, use them at that point. And so we can blend our tools you know that the, the the practice that I'm exploring here is is kind of um, you know we could say it's the it's it's the direction we're headed. It's what we're we're trying to stretch to do, to learn to be aware of everything that's going on in our minds. And there are going to be places that are like these traps. We've got these traps everywhere. We're going to fall into these holes and have trouble getting out of these holes. And so you know the the. The recognition there God, fell into another hole or getting ready to fall into another hole, we can use our other f- more familiar tools if we have you know other familiar tools of redirecting the attention or opening the eyes or going into nature or doing something that grounds us, paying attention to our feet, our hands, something that lets us not fall into that hole so that there's a bl- we can blend these tools. So we don't have to just say, oh, you know, okay, I'm doing this practice now, so I'm not allowed to turn to the breath. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not what I'm, I'm teaching. So, uh, but I am encouraging you to see what it might mean to actually recognize, whew, uncomfortable, wow, know that in this moment. Whew. Awareness knows uncomfortable. Okay, wow, I feel, you know, feels like I'm pulled into that rabbit hole of uncomfortable. Let me take some... Um, skillful action to stay present. So it's it's that that's a key around the strategies to uh, to um, the compassionate strategies to let go of something very sticky. Is that it's a strategy not to lose awareness, not to space out. Like I do not recommend turning on the television. <laughs> And, and watching some show because when we space out like that or when we go into non-awareness, our minds will, you know, you watch television, your minds are going to like pick up on something and go into their habitual reactions. <laughs> it's like, when we're not mindful, our habitual reactions are kind of driving the show. And so the strategies for stepping away from something challenging are strategies of how can I stay present but put my attention on something that's less threatening, that feels more easeful to be with. So use those strategies and yet, you know, explore what does it mean for even just a few moments to meet those uncomfortable situations. If, if you, over the course of this week, can find, you know, a few seconds here and there to recognize, yep, uncomfortable. Okay, let me change the channel. If you can do that, that would be, that would be uh, I think, a skill well worth exploring for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so the question about... Um, Noticing going through this that there's times when it feels like there's a detachment from experience. It feels almost like uh, a third, a third. You know, you're. It's like you're watching yourself in the third person. She's doing this. She's doing this. She's doing this. Um, 
and so this, a sense of there being an observer and, and the, the, the sense of uh, Wendy being observed. Um, and uh, is, that, is that okay? <laughs> um, that's a very um, common description of what starts to happen as we begin to connect with the... Um, the experience or the process of being aware of knowing. So there's, there's what's, as I talked about, well maybe I didn't talk about this so clearly. In every experience, there is awareness and there is something that we are aware of. And then, um, you know, so we can, we can land a little bit more in the side of the awareness or we can land a little bit more in the side of what we are aware of. And then often what we are is not aware of either one of those, but we're just caught in what we are aware of. You know, it's just like we're, thinking, we're caught by the toy. We're caught by the, the waterfall. Um, and so, you know, but the mindfulness, the mindfulness can, can kind of know, uh, the, so the mindfulness being the observer, essentially, can know, can know, can, can know the... The experience of waterfall or the experience of emotion or the experience of body sensation. And it can also know the experience of knowing. So, so every experience has both sides there. And when we land a little bit more in the side of the knowing, it, has that, it can have that quality of separation. Because that's, I, I mentioned yesterday with the mirror, you know, the mirror analogy for mindfulness. The mirror is not impacted by what it reflects. So what you're describing is kind of like that non-impacted state or non-impacted uh, quality to the mindfulness, to the awareness. It's like there's this sense of this, uh, this awareness that knows what's going on, but it's not impacted by that it's just like it just knows it, it does kind of can have that kind of disconnected almost or or separate quality to it it can it can feel that way and this is a very common uh, description so it's 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 in the, it's headed in the direction of seeing more and more so that's that's fine and what I will point to is that experience of feeling separate like that. You know, there can be a relief to that sometimes. You know, like with seeing the, the situation you described earlier um, with your daughter, that you weren't caught by that. There can be an ease to that. You know, there, there's, a, there's a sense of, oh, this, this being, dis, you know, being, having that sense of separation gives a, pl- a little bit of ease. And so... You know that as we move into recognizing that observer side of things, um, we can get attached to that because it creates the experience of a sense of balance. We also can identify with that. It's like, oh, okay, well, she's over there, but I'm over here. You know, that kind of thing. I'm observing all of this stuff going on. And so there's, there's more to look at. There's more to see there. We have to kind of move through these things. So, so you, you're moving into recognizing the observer. So there's some things to notice about that. First of all, noticing the, any ease that comes with that, taking that in, recognizing that piece of it, that that's a piece of wise 
a wise attitude, essentially, that ease that comes with it. So that's, that's, um, that's part of that recognition that, that the mind is balanced there. And then, uh, is there any sense of... Um, well, one more thing more I'll say is that when we, we have that sense of a separation being helpful, which we do, because it feels, it feels supportive when we stumble into that, um, we then may create the idea that that's what it means to have wise attitude, or that's what it means to not be caught up in things, is to have that feeling of being separate. And so we start looking for that. We start trying to create it. We start trying to figure out, how do I get to that experience of separation? There will be suffering around that. So, you know, just... <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, and, and also something um, paradoxically, that feeling of separation when the mind feels like, ooh, I, you know, I can be balanced around what, what's happening and that feeling of separation there, that's not the only way it can feel when the mind is balanced around experience. And so if you are trying to look for that experience of separation, you may miss that there's another way to be balanced in the experience. I've noticed at least two. (laughs) I'm sure there are more. But for myself, and I actually described this to Sayadaw Utejaniya at one point because he had asked me, what is it like for you? What is the experience when the mind is balanced? And I described that one where the mind feels separated, separate from experience, like I'm observing from a distance. And then I said, and there's another one. It's kind of like sometimes it might feel like I'm sitting on a, a, a train platform and I'm just watching trains go by. And then sometimes it actually feels like I'm on the train. And yet I'm still not caught by what's going on. And so there is sometimes a feeling of being right in the middle of it, of the experience. So it doesn't feel like this is separation. And yet there's still balance of mind. So that... um, When I described that to Saito Utejaniya, he said... That's just two different perspectives on the same uh, state of mind. And, and so he described that in one situation, the, uh, the mind is kind of recognizing there's a difference between the observer and what is observed. You know, you're noticing they're not the same. The, 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 observ- the observer is not impacted. So you're noticing the non-impact the, 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 the reflective capacity, the mirror-like capacity, the, the reflecting power of the mirror is not affected by what's happening. So you're noticing that piece. So the mind is interested in that piece of it. When you're noticing that they're all ha- that, that it's like you're right in the middle of it, he said you're noticing that the observing and the observed are happening at the same time. There's no... There's n- it's, not like they're, it's not like they're happening at different times. And so you're, you're kind of more in the noticing that um, the knowing and the known come together. They're happening together. And s- sometimes the mind will emphasize one part of that experience and sometimes another, creating the different feelings. So um, it's fine. It's absolutely fine 
to, to have that experience of separation. Be curious about, um, I, will, I will say something here that's going to be just probably an idea at this point, um, but just see, you know, just take it in. So the, you, you asked, who is it that is knowing? There is no who that is knowing. It is simply knowing, knowing. It's knowing that knows. The process of mind that does knowing does itself. It doesn't actually need a who to do it. It's got its own agency. And so the question of who's doing this, the, ba- the, the Buddha actually said, that's not a valid question. Don't go there. Just know, this is a process. So come back to the sense of, ah, awareness process is happening. In that place of recognizing the observing, it's like just knowing. This too is a process. We talked about the process nature of the experience. The awareness is also a process. So, so just take that in. You don't have to do anything with it. I mean, one of the other things that Sayadaw also says a lot is, nothing I say is anything that you need to do. It's information that kind of, it's like we're, we're these landscapes of, uh, you know, and, and it's raining on the landscape and, and the, the information I'm giving you is like rain. It, it kind of lands on the land and it filters down and it goes into the groundwater and, and you don't have to do anything with it in particular. It changes the, to hear the information kind of, this, we're a dynamic system so new information kind of changes the system and that information may impact or influence you at some point. You don't have to try to do anything with it. So, yeah. Thank you. So in this, um, in this paragraph, point 54 in the Don't Look Down on the Defilements book, to me what he's saying here is um, um, there's a kind of a, a... As we start to be curious about thinking, there's a kind of a process that unfolds. Kind of, we, we, we move through a different level, levels of being able to see different things. So this first sentence, when you start to watch thinking, you cannot recognize it as the mind. You are only aware of thinking and the contents of thinking. So that's basically, you know, that's the first thing we start to notice as we turn to. It's like we, there's, there's, there's what we're thinking about and that we are thinking. We're not so aware of the kind of, it's, it's, it's more like I was just talking about the, no, the observing and the what we know. It's like we're, we're more in the, the what we know. The, where the thinking or the content, we're not so aware, stepped back of knowing the mind that uh, knowing the, the mind side of it so knowing the uh, it's, it's very hard to talk about <laughs> yeah and so, and so the, the, yeah, part of it is that's, that's what we start with we start with knowing thinking yeah. thinking is happening and at, at times we might then become aware of the mind that thinks uh, and, and I would say that that's not... So just the, the, the receptive practice, uh, 
the receptive practice is more just like, let's just be here for what's here. Sometimes, and this is something that, that I began to see in this practice, is sometimes the awareness will be on the object or what we are aware of, and sometimes it'll wind its way back into the knowing or into the observing or into the mind itself. And, and then we can begin to get familiar with that. So not to try to do that. In fact, I gave myself many headaches trying to step back into that observer, into that. This is the mind. This is the mind. It's like we know the functioning of the mind through how it's doing things. And there's, there's a sense at, at times, not just, it's not like turning back. It, to me, it doesn't feel like you're turning back and looking at the mind like this. It feels more like stepping back. We know the mind through how it's functioning. And so it's, it, we know all the functioning and that the mind is functioning. It's like we, be, we, we become aware that the entire way that we know anything that's happening is because the mind is doing it. Kind of like Sayadaw uses this analogy of glasses. You know, he says we, you know, we're not usually, and this is a good analogy for the thinking, you know, when we're looking at the world, if we're wearing glasses, we're usually cognizant of the objects in the world. We're not aware that we're wearing glasses. And becoming aware of the mind is like becoming aware of the glasses. The glasses are the entire way that I'm able to see the world clearly. Um, I can, I can, it's, 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 it's not that I am looking at the glasses here. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this right now. It's not that I'm looking at the glasses, but it's like I understand. It's, it's more of an understanding. I understand that the, the attention is understanding that the entire way I see the world clearly is because these are here. And I know that partly because it's very different when I do that. <laughs> so, so there's, the, there's the, you know, the understanding of seeing the, the fuzziness you know, when, I'm not, you know, when they're not there and when they're there. So the, the, you know, the, the becoming aware of the mind is kind of like that. We become aware of the functioning. It's not like we turn so much and look at it. It's kind of a step back. And, and so it's, it's knowing both that, it's, it's, like, it's like I know both that I'm looking through glasses and I know that I'm looking through glasses because I'm seeing things. So it's knowing both at the same time. And when that happens, when, that, when we, we step into that experience of that, it's like, wow, you know, it's, it's very cool, actually. It's, it's like just... It's like the mind, the, the mind is completely aligned with whatever's happening in this moment and it knows it's happening and it knows the mind is doing it and it is a very balanced perspective and it can function in the world from that perspective. You know, so so it's, a, it's a very cool experience and you get attached to it. You try to create it. You, you try to figure out, how did I do that? And that will just give you headaches. It, it, I, many times I just... Uh, so much striving, so much wanting that to be back. Mm-hmm. And so I began to understand. And Sayadaw said, don't try to do it. He said, just notice when, when you're noticing the objects. So notice thinking. Okay, so thinking. So don't try to notice the mind that's thinking. That'll give you a headache. Over time, as we explore this practice, we begin to open to, through the receptive side of it, we begin to open to, it's like, because we're receiving, because we're not directing, our minds begin to receive 
new information that we might not otherwise be familiar with. And the experience of knowing the mind is one of those. Our minds have capacity to know themselves. We can't figure out how to do that, but being receptively aware in this way, we see that it does that at times, and we're available to recognize that. So that's how I'd, I'd talk about it. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. That's much better than the way he wrote it, <laughs> I, I tell you, because the, the way that I read that, it, it landed as though he was saying the mind is thinking. Uh-huh, Thinking yeah. is the mind, and I said, wait a minute. It, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in those terms. Yeah. 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 Okay, great. And I think some of that is the translation Could piece. Could be, yeah, yeah, sure. All right, thank you. I think also, let's see, say something here. So, um, in terms of working with thought, uh, um, keep exploring that, keep keep being curious about being aware of thought. So even as we explore it, of course we're going to get caught in the thought. What you're noticing, it sounds like, is that as it goes along for a while, sometimes emotions come, and that's almost like a wake-up for you. Like, ooh, it impacts the body. You notice that. That's great. So you can so just be with that. Um, what I, as I said in the guided meditation, uh, an interesting way, and I think this is something of what Saida was pointing to here, he said um, in this point 54, uh, don't try to avoid doing this by keeping your awareness on the body only. You may miss the nature of how the mind works. And so, you know, ste- the stepping back when you notice the, the thought, you know, coming to the body, what I'd encourage is a broadening to include the body rather than restricting attention to the body. So as I said in the guided, you know, we don't have to focus to understand what's happening. And so sometimes I feel like the broadening the containers, like, oh, thinking's happening, there's emotion going on, and how's the body? So that it's, it, it feels more soft and broad rather than focused. Uh, so that's, that's another... And so I'm saying, you know, do this. It's, a, again, you know, we don't have to try to do this, but it's, it's a different approach, perhaps. Maybe just saying this would give you the sense of, it's, it's, that, it's more that 50-50. It's like, okay, this thinking is going on, and there's other things going on at the same time. Sometimes, uh, sometimes the exploration, something like, what else is happening here, can be helpful. Um, so that it's, it's really, it's broad and soft, and we don't have to say, oh, this is what's happening in the body. We don't have to focus. Um, so, so just that exploration of expanding the awareness, the expanding what awareness is taking in. So we're aware of the thought, we're aware there's an emotion. Can, can the container expand to include not only those, but also, oh, and the body too. So it's not only the body, but it's, it's broadening a little bit. What time do we have? Two minutes, let's see. This speaks a little bit to practice habits, you know, noticing, you know, like when we notice an emotion going to the body, right? That, that's, that's something we've trained, we've cultivated. Often, many of us in the, in the meditation, we've been taught that, and it happens. And so it's, it's like it's our practice habit, in a way. And so... Um, in exploring and recognizing uh, the mind is doing things habitually, skillfully habitually, actually, here. You know, we don't have to stop that. 
But what's helpful is to recognize, ah, this, too, this is what the mind is choosing to do with this. So that we, we, we're, not just, um, we're not just doing it. We're aware this is a process. The mind is choosing to do this. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's like move, we, we recognize that that too is a process of mind. Does that make sense?